Welcome back to Beards and Brews. Hey, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe or follow wherever you're listening. Not only does it help us out, but you'll know exactly when we have another one brewing. Gentlemen, how about a little dose of reality? A story based on something true. That's Cocaine Bear. What'd you think? Cocaine and a bear. Ka-ka-ka-ka, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> what else could you ask for? Cocaine and a bear. What's in this movie? It's cocaine and a bear. What more do you need? You're right. Coke. It's very famous. Yeah, so this movie actually is loosely based on a true story. Drug runners in the 80s plopped down some drugs out of a plane, and a bear got into the cocaine. And that's really the extent of the true story. Everything else is made up for our enjoyment. Except for Ray Liotta. His part, 100% factual. He was there in real life and in the movie searching for cocaine. Hades were a hell of a time, kids. He was the bear. Oh, Oh. no. Just out there in fucking leather gimp gear. Oh, shit. Searching for bricks. Oh, Pablo Escobar. Oh, Oh, shit. That's wonderful. But yeah, this movie is verbatim what the title sounds like. It's just like a high-budget sci-fi movie. There it is. Now, when we say sci-fi, we don't mean S-C-I. F-I. We're talking S-Y-F-I. <laughs> like the channel. And this shit is right up there with the Forerunners. Chandler, you brought it up earlier, and I thought it made an excellent point that you said snakes on a plane had to walk so Cocaine Bear could run. Absolutely. That sounds pretty good. You know, those snakes slithered so this bear could tear some folks apart like a wood chipper. Bear's gonna bear. I will say this. With snakes on a plane... I did laugh the first time I saw it. It has no rewatch value to me. Cocaine Bear, on the other hand, literally has some of the most visceral gore I have seen in a film for a long time. I won't put it up there with the likes of Bone Tomahawk, Eric. Oh, but man. man, the sound of bone being gnawed through by teeth is absolutely shuddering inside of a goddamn movie theater and that stuff's booming in your ears and then whenever that lady on the gurney gets her face ground off on the asphalt (laughs) and it's just again bone on concrete scraping at 30 miles an hour and they're just feeding that audio into your ears as loud as they can wow well okay i will give it that the violence in this movie is so over the top it makes the rest of the movie feel mid as fuck Uh, Yeah, I'm actually going to go ahead and agree with that. I enjoyed this movie. I had a lot of fun. But you do get kind of like really gore and action-heavy scenes spread a little far apart in between scenes that just don't really... I don't care. Well, I got to get out there and just say it. I thought this movie was A-OK. I wasn't really steered heavily in either direction. And I kind of felt like the violence was the big crutch this movie was using because... It it kind of bugged me that, yes, I know this is a silly premise, and I know what I'm going to watch is absurd, but everybody played it like it was a goofy movie, and I kind of hated that. Like, you have uh, that one dude from Modern Family, he's like, oh, gosh, I'm here to look at the dang old park. There is something wrong with that beer. Like, (laughs) okay, whatever. (laughs) He's just a stooge now. (laughs) Man, he felt like something, like a live-action adaptation of Brickleberry. Listen, he was just there to knock the dust off of uh, what's-her-name's beaver. Oh, oh. oh okay. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, that whole thing just felt like a grindhouse kind of movie. 
But then, like, it just kind of irked me because I hate when actors know they're in a silly movie, but they play it like a, a silly movie. I felt like it sounds really stupid to say out loud, but I kind of wish Cocaine Bear elevated the monster movie a little bit, you know, because otherwise, without the cool looking bear, this is just a sci-fi movie that they spent $80 million on. Well, hey, you've got you've got some legitimate actors in here, like some names that I've heard of beforehand, and you don't generally get that in sci-fi movies. You got Carrie Russell, Back from the Dead, or wherever she's been for the last 15 years. <laughs> Welcome back, Carrie. Well, they sure knocked the dust off of her to get here in this one. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if you all are on the same page with this, but Carrie Russell, 46 years old, can still absolutely get it. Maybe that's just me. Carrie, call me up. We'll put it in a good word, you know. But we've already mentioned it. Ray Liotta is here as, like, I don't know, big bad guy. Kinda. This movie takes a lot. A lot of inspiration from late 70s, early 80s, like, uh, animal attack movies. Those were all the rage back then. Watch Roar. That's a disaster. But it's almost like verbatim. Like, there's there's nothing changed. So you have this, like, odd B-plot that's kind of, like, eking around in the background. Ray Liotta's just like, yeah, give me that cocaine. Dude, give me that cocaine. You're not wrong. For me, the biggest detractor of this movie was, unfortunately, Ray Liotta. I think that he oh. could have really... Yeah. I know what you're in, man. This is Cocaine Bear. I get it. But our boy fucking Raul, Julia, in Street Fighter, if you're going to commit, commit. Like, you signed on. Fucking give me something. He's out there going, oh, nah. Son, if we don't get the cocaine, they're going to get you. Uh, get these stupid little bears <laughs> off of me, somebody. Yeah. My intestines. Look, they're eating me. Can I go home now? <laughs> that was Listen, oh, like, no. Listen, Ray Liotta was basically on his deathbed. You got to give him a little bit of credit. No. And we talked about it a little bit before the show, but man, the man looks awful. Like, he looks sick. Like, please contact the physician that was on set. Just talk to somebody. <laughs> You know, he looked like he needed a pill or something. <laughs> Maybe he just needs some cocaine. Yeah, buddy. You get it. I think we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but I think maybe this movie could have been improved if this was Ray Liotta's version of Crank and he just had to, like, rustle Aww. through the woods just to keep himself alive, just doing lines of cocaine, just a little bump every once in a while to get himself away from this bear or something. I don't know. Oh, I can see it now. The trailer. I'm going to steal a joke from you, Chandler. But, like, for it. it's just in the darkness of the forest. He's just like, I got ghosts in my blood. Bum, 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 bum. And I got to do coke about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Dude, okay. Each brick of cocaine that he finds is like a mini boss battle with the bear. And each one gets more and more absurd okay. as he gets more and more fucked up on coke. I do that. I love that. He has, like, a tower fighting system, like Mortal Kombat, but it's just the bear over and over. Yeah, like, every time, you never really defeat the bear, you only repel the bear. And by the end, he's at the titty bar with the bear, he's got the mini bottles of fucking liquor taped to his hands, they're slugging it out, and then, like, strippers' <laughs> asses are coming over, and the bear and him both are doing a line off of a, you know, the same ass, different cheek, and then they overcome their differences to realize they're all just real people, and then the movie snaps back to reality as someone's fucking reviving Ray Liotta because he's just been on a coke binge in the wood for days. Oh, God. So you tell no. me this isn't Roadhouse at all? No, no, just let, just let me go. Just let me go. No, stop it. Where's the bear? <laughs> <laughs> 
So oh, that wasn't man. actually anything to do with this movie. This movie, Ray Liotta just kind of shows up, not even hunting for a bear, by the way. He's he's looking for the lost cocaine, along with his two underlings or whatever they are. You got Eddie, yeah. basic dude, and you've got Ice Cube Jr. Hey, 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 that's Han Solo. He do some respect. Is that- I knew he looked familiar. That was the guy that played the Han Solos? Yeah. Well, that one Solo movie, yeah. This one. I never, I never saw it. This guy's just Eddie to me. Craig from Friday was in there, and I gotta say, he looked just like his daddy. He does. Yeah, like he really does. I, I did not realize that that was Ice Cube's son until after the movie when my roommate said something. The whole time I was just thinking, man, they really wanted to cast Ice Cube in this role, but like couldn't land him. Right? No, it's just oh. straight up his son. Oh, man, so you're telling me the alternate cast list was Ice Cube and Harrison Ford? Yes. If yes. this movie was actually made in the 80s, yes. Oh, man, I, damn it, I wish it was, because it'd be like, bears, why it have to be <laughs> cocaine bears? Then you have Ice Cube just like, damn, like he did in Friday. <laughs> you know damn well he didn't do this movie, because he's like, nah, I was already in the Anaconda. Oh, oh Anaconda. yeah. Why haven't we done Anaconda? Because I, I don't know if I can stomach John Voight's wink at the end. Oh, man. It's so... Just him all greasy. Yeah. Fucking weird, man. Like, he, he still got the placenta on him from when he came out of the crock. <laughs> or the end, kind of. It's his voice for me. He's like, hey, here I am. I kind of sound like I'm trying to be Steven Seagal, but I'm John Voight. Maybe my relationship with my daughter's kind of weird. You don't know. Wink. So, to transition from everyone's favorite IKEA customer to everyone's favorite IKEA co-worker, we've also got Scott Sice in this, in, as far as I know, his only film role. I don't know. I haven't looked at his IMDb, but honestly, part of maybe the best scene in this whole movie is one of the medics. Oh, yeah. He's the gentleman from all them Tic Tac videos and whatnot. Yeah. Whatnots and TikTok and, yeah, all of those, all of those apps. Yeah, we should actually summate that. So, like, yeah, there's a Coke bear on the loose, and we have, like, three threads of plot. We have these two kids who are lost in the forest looking for some bullshit whatever. Uh, They're going to paint the waterfall. I don't know what that means. I don't know how you paint a waterfall, but they skip school to do it. Sounds like something you got to do Coke first to even realize, but here we are. Plot B, we discussed we have Ham Solo and Cube Jr. at the will of Ray Liotta to find these bags of Coke that have been D.B. Coopered into the forest all willy-nilly. And yep. then plot C is basically just this little park ranger post in the middle of Hucha Macho. I don't know. That sounds racist. Whoa, it is way down yonder in the Chattahoochee. Goddamn right. It gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. I don't. It's just that word. I don't know. It sounds like a slur. And I don't know. Well, that bear learned a lot about living and a little about love. And a lot about cocaine. <laughs> but we have that park ranger who's just basically just this older lady who's just trying to smash and her targets that dude from Modern Family. and That is yeah. Margot Martindale, by the way. Love her heart. Uh, one of the best parts of Dexter, by the way. Well, she's one of the best parts of this movie because what I like about movies like this, sure, the, the premise is ridiculous, but man, playing it straight makes yeah. it way funnier than some goofy asshole being like, Armagorda bear! Fuck him. <laughs> uh, but we've actually got a couple of other uh, stray plot lines, question mark. Isaiah Whitlock Jr. plays a detective from Knoxville who is trying to track down Ray Liotta and his 
his goons or the cocaine. I'm not really sure which, but he's on his way there too. None of that gets resolved. Nope. No, not at all. But did you guys like the whole huge leap in logic? And he basically just figured exactly where it was going to be from the get go. Yes. Yeah, he's like, oh, yes, you know, the wind shear and all that stuff. Look at this map. They were going this way, so clearly it would be right here, and that's where I gotta go. See you later, door slam, car screech, and he's just there. To this exact uh, ranger gazebo. station. where, where Gazebo. It's a, it's a pavilion structure. That was a joke. Well, I know what that is. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some funny lines in here, too. Like, uh, funnier in a drier way than you would expect for a movie like this. <laughs> we get the three degenerates who are robbing people. They are oh, yeah. fucking useless, Oh yeah. But they are fucking adorable. Oh my god, I hated how much I loved them. See, well those are them Appalachian surf Nazis. That's what those guys are. I mean, 100%. they got to be, right? 100%. Uh there was like fake McCombs brother <laughs> and then <laughs> we off had ran off ran. <laughs> off ran. Yeah. And then we had head wound guy. Who was that one dude that got absolutely just tossed in the bathroom? Just destroyed. There's two of them. And then there's the one other guy. The two of them that got tossed up in the bathroom. I just, they're the same person to me. Oh, well, that's right. He doesn't get like eviscerated until he gets shot in the back of the head. Dude. By the way, spoilers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a fucking scene, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, this movie interrupts itself with just, like, absurd, insane violence. Like, I, I don't have anything against it, but it's so odd how it juggles its levity and its gore. Yeah, like, the whole bit of the scene is so unexpected because it makes perfect sense what's happening at that moment, but then what happens in that exact moment to lead to it is just complete preposterousness. There's a bear outside! Open the door, I'm going to blast him. And they <laughs> open the door and the guy's like, it's a bear. <laughs> fucking just T-1000 his fucking eyeball out. Oh, it just, it just grows back and he swags his finger. Uh, uh, uh. Just, oops, my bad. Oh, freeze frame and then just old 80s sitcom credits. There's a lot of like little moments with the people just interacting. Like, uh, once again, back at the gazebo, there's a shootout. And Ice Cube's little boy, so we'll call him Lil Cube, he gets his hand shot, and it blows off his index and his ring finger, and he's got like a hand like a Ninja Turtle now. Man, oh man, just the fucking line from the Surf Nazi Kid is so good. (laughs) He's like, oh my god, he blew off his fingers. Those two ain't even next to each other. How do it? All right. I mean, that's how the movie handles the comedy, though. It's very, like, Dane Cookie. Like, there's the joke, here's the joke, and there's the joke. I'm just like, I guess so. No. You can't do it like that. It it serves it like a platter like that. Like, obviously, that's silly. In in fact, I think the only way that kind of line would work anywhere if it were in, like, a Joe Dirt movie. Big facts. Yep. But we got all this going on, right? So, like, those kids are trying to find whatever, wherever, and they're getting lost for no particular reason. But these are the first two outside the bear, mind you, to find some cocaine and cocaine accessories just strewn about. Yeah, they get to the path where they're going up to this waterfall, and it's like, hey, what's this? I've seen this in videotapes before. This is cocaine, I think. 
the little boy, little 11 year old boy is like, oh yeah, it's definitely cocaine. I'm just not used to seeing it. I'm used to it being in powder form. That's how I do it. Yeah, I'll, I do it all the time. Yeah, you, yeah. Okay, can we please just discuss how fucking genuinely adorable, not the girl so much, she's fine, but this yeah. boy is fucking great. He is perfect, and I wish he would have had more fucking Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn time on screen, being a little country bumpkin, eating cocaine. I I think that would have been like a, a much better movie if it just followed these kids and they're running away and as they're running away they're getting other people killed because or they're just in the way of the cocaine bear like they have the cocaine and it's after the cocaine polarity yeah, it's not after the kids it doesn't give a, a shit about the kids it's just trying to get that cocaine and it yeah it's just in, it. yeah it's just in their bag and they go to the like the forest post like help me there's a fucking bear he's all weird it's like that's okay it's a black and they get mauled whatever whatever and they no, run away black, black bears are tame they they don't attack humans well what the fuck is wrong with that bear oh man i hate it i hate, I hate that goofy guy he just reminds me of like a, a shitty audience member just points at the screen by ah, bear there he is he's goofy Yuck. yeah he got, just, <laughs> he got his though all right whenever he ran up that tree after giving that little boy some shit and that bear chews his fucking leg off dude that set the stage for what was to come and i think it's such an eye-opener because up to that point you get goofy childish humor very tongue-in-cheek very deliberate and then yeah. suddenly there's a man hanging upside down in a tree, predator style, with a... Now, I want to say this before we forget. This bear throughout, completely CGI most of the time, looks great. Mauls this man's leg off viciously. Blood is pouring down his body. He's hanging upside down. Pulling into his eyeball. And this hayuk hayuk character is now in shock, literally depicting the state of shock as this bear is chewing his leg off he screams violently for all of four seconds before he just shuts off and you're like jesus christ and that's how the movie goes it's fucking a stroll through fairy tale land tongue-in-cheek jokes extreme violence to 11 back to hyuk yeah, back to you, yo. Yeah, this this movie really is a bunch of movies just uh, sort of stitched all together. You know what this movie kind of reminds me of is Bushwhacked with David Stern. Ooh. Do y'all remember that? It's like yeah, that. Yeah. It's like that. It's that goofy, almost chi- like, you know, fun for the whole family, except there's every once in a while a scene where someone's entrails are getting ripped the fuck out. What I'm saying is... There's a cut of this movie that could be PG-13. 100%. And then there's a fucking side of this movie that could have been hard R horror movie. Because Absolutely. this bear yeah, you're right. is, is given the stage. We discussed it before the cast. Whenever they're in the ranger station and it's locked in that closet area or whatever. And the guy, the medic fellow, opens the door and he looks inside. And it lets you get... This moment of in the darkness, there's something sitting and the bear kind of sits forward just enough and you can see the light catching on it. It's almost like hues of silver in the blackness of the the bear's hairs. And there's just gore and viscera all around its nose and all around its mouth. There's no cocaine indication. There's nothing tongue in cheek. It's truly an unsettling, horrifying image of a bear eating a person. And you go, holy shit. That's fucking scary. And then dude yeah. just goes, shut the door, 
shut the door. The way he reacts to it and just like slowly backs away that full like five minutes it takes for him to like leave the room. That's what sells it. Like he basically just had to make sure he wasn't seeing double. And speaking of seeing double, what I've got here today is Dublin My Vision, a dry Irish stout from Brewery X out of Anaheim, California. This is a 5.0% alcohol by volume. Just as advertised, this is a dry Irish stout. Nothing sweet about this. There's a little bit of coffee note, a little bit of dry, dark chocolate note. But otherwise, this is pure malt, dry, dark. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'll drink this all the way to St. Patty's Day. Boy, speaking of pretty good, after these kids get their shit kicked in, they go to this ranger place, and everybody's already kind of frazzled by the bear. Amongst the chaos, which is already kind of sparked in their own little world, the bear just kind of appears. My favorite part about this scene actually isn't even the bear. It's the hot Korean medic. I don't know if I should say that, but she is a hot Korean medic. She's over there trying to take care of Ranger Liz. She's got her stethoscope out. She's trying to check Mm, on her and make sure she's not going to you know, have a heart attack or something. Ranger Liz moves the stethoscope up to her mouth just so she can whisper. Just as the bear jumps out, rips the door off its hinges, and uh, tries to get it, Scott Size. That leads to one hell of a fucking chase with the ambulance. Yeah, and it missed one thing. Like, is it egregious? Yes. Is it ridiculous? Yes. But it's fucking fun. And the only thing that it's missing is that the whole thing should have played to the very, very long ending solo to Freebird. You say Freebird. In the theater, I started just immediately, as soon as the scene was where the bear's running down the street chasing the ambulance and leaps into the air, I went, oh shit, yeah, kickstart my heart, baby, one more time. I was fucking in it. Regardless, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, there's a lot of songs in this movie that are about cocaine. But they missed the most important one. That's right. Rehab by Amy Winehouse. (laughs) That's, uh... That was actually about alcoholism. Aren't we Thank all? Thank you. <laughs> Aren't we all? I like how that's just <laughs> a response. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, oh, speaking of, yeah, there were actually some bangers in there. I forgot what it was, but the beginning of the movie started with a song which just got you in the mood. It's just like, all right, this this is going to be ridiculous, but maybe a heart pounding good time. I gotta say, I wasn't expecting them to give you a National Geographic, scientifically accurate depiction of how a bear would kill its prey. The TikTok man is like, ah, let me out of here. The bear rolls him over and bites the base of his neck and the lower part of his skull. And once again, they come in with that tooth on bone audio, and it's just like, nobody better lay a finger on my butterfinger. That shit is crispity crunchity, bro. Yeah, he got fucked. But everybody got fucked in their own unique style. So, yeah, TikTok man, he gets mauled to death, his hand falls off, hilarity ensues. But <laughs> that poor ranger falls out of the ambulance upside down and gets her face ground off by the shitty government asphalt in the middle of the forest. Oh my god, where'd she go? Upside down, inside out, two miles that way. Good gosh, she had a family. Yeah, she, she didn't. Even, she didn't even get. Never mind. That's that's a reference to Dexter. If you didn't watch Dexter, you wouldn't get that. Never mind. Cut that out. And on top of that, Korean paramedic that Chandler mentioned so wholeheartedly 
She gets flung out of the fucking windshield and breaks every bone in her body on screen. No cuts. She gets shot out of there like a t-shirt out of a t-shirt cannon. Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, it was 100% GTA wasted. Oh, Oh, ding, tink. Then Lamar comes over. Yo, you can't say that. She's Korean. (laughs) Maybe that bear wouldn't eat you if you didn't have that yee-ass haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Leans into it, too. That's what kills me. You know who else we haven't mentioned at all yet? We got the first hikers that actually encountered this cocaine bear. Two Norwegians. The first is uh, a young lady who is way too enthusiastic. She gets eaten immediately. And her husband, boyfriend, whoever he is, Tormund Giantsbane, by the way, uh, he's just left out there in the woods to just uh, eat cornflakes for the next day or two. (laughs) Well, I mean, he was... uh, Well, I mean, he was given the opportunity... To watch the bear sniff a whole line of coke off his girlfriend's leg, which is detached, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, he'd already done it while it was attached, so the bear wanted to do it, you know, separately from her body. That harkens back to the scene we were discussing with Ray Liotta and the bear in the strip club snorting cocaine off a stripper's ass. Mm, Everything comes back together. Big circle. It's all about those bear necessities. Simple cocaine necessities. Yep, this is getting demonetized. (laughs) So we get to a point where everything comes together, right? There's a cave, and uh, the daughter has been chased off. She's slightly injured at this point, but she's it's not a bad injury. She's just hiding. It just happens to be the bear's den because, I mean, obviously. This whole thing just has to come together. Right Right. now. Wait, is that where we're going? Over Coke, or did he say Coca-Cola? I don't know, it's a bear, whatever. (laughs) It's a bear. So they're all here at the cave, yada yada. What really got me, though, is the cute little section we get of the duffel bag full of cocaine, and the bear cubs have somehow scattered this all into the air, all over themselves, and they look like adorable little polar bears. They don't want to hurt anybody, unless they're Ray Liotta. This whole end bit, for me was boring uh, because I thought that they lost the idea of the humor that they had. They lost the focal point of the back and forth with the characters. Everyone was just suddenly there together and had no reason to be together or to like one another. They were like, hey, guys, we're bad guys. You're good guys. Cocaine's really kind of bad. Let's jump off this waterfall while Ray Liotta gets eaten alive. And he's like, yeah, hurry up and do it. I got to go die already. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not wrong. Everybody does just kind of come together. It turns out at the back of this cave was the waterfalls that the kids were coming to find anyway. Mom finds them. The bad guys find them. Turns out the, the two bad guys are kind of like, they're not really in it for the coke. They're just like trying to get out of there. Like, man, we've had a really rough day. We should just leave. Uh, Ray Liotta's like, no, we got to get that coke. I agree. The end is pretty just tacked on. It kind of feels like a Goonies type movie. Oh. Yeah, I, I definitely thought this was like very Goonies-esque. And I, I'm absolutely into that, by the way. And I kind of appreciated Ray Liotta's character just being like, listen, fellas, the movie is currently movieing. Give me the cocaine. Yes, I need to get eaten. Hurry up. There's like five minutes left. Hurry up. <laughs> this is this turns into what is really like the most visceral visceral. This turns into what ends yes, up being visceral like and one, miserable. <laughs> yeah. This turns into what is one of the more visceral scenes in the movie. Like Ray Liotta gets gets proper fucked. Like he gets his his entrails all pulled out. You can see it. They're dangling there as he's dangling off this little cliff, trying to get the cocaine. It's nasty. 
it's pretty awful in a good way but i kind of <laughs> wish he hammed it up to like the nth degree it's like oh i can see in my guts i was a made man it just oh. falls apart not the you're face. tearing me apart lisa Lisa's yeah. there. <laughs> yeah and that was cocaine bear Record screech. I mean, Not actually. There's like an extra five minutes of just like the end of an 80s movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if you can picture how Stranger Things might wrap up kind of like that. It was like Breakfast it's... Club. They just kind of walked out of the woods and was like, don't you forget about me. And they go, we won't. Here's a dog. The, the two kids put their fists <laughs> up in the air and they're like, yeah, we're totally going to do a lot of cocaine when we get older. Fuck yeah. Oh, absolutely. That one kid was eating like a spoonful of cereal. Yeah. How much should I do? I don't know, like a teaspoonful? There was an audible gasp. That's too much cocaine, kid. Don't d- do less cocaine. Hey Not- there, is y'all gums feeling funny? I got like some drainage going on, and I think I want to rob a bank. <laughs> I'm real horny. Oh, God. <laughs> the sequel, they just team up. The kids just riding the bear. Yes. Vladimir Putin, the movie. Yes. Man, we didn't even include that line. How do you know it's a girl bear? Because her vagina is on my head. It was his ear. His ear, yeah. yeah. Well, we didn't include it because it's embarrassing. Definitely There's a lot of... Embarrassing. Embar- I see you. But there, there's a lot of there's a lot of quotes in this movie that you just need to hear for the first time told by an actual actor and not someone that uh, is talking on a podcast. Yeah, get out there and watch that movie. Dude, yeah, I want to watch Meth Gator. I'm really looking crocodile. For- <laughs> I'm really looking forward to PC Peacock. Dude, that man. See, the fact that we ran through this list of better movie options just tells you they could have taken that extra mile. Well, we're still waiting on your original, Eric. DMT Rex. That sounds amazing. I mean, it'll make you rethink the universe. Just saying. Yeah, he's going to be chasing that spiral to the end, and he's got to chase quick because his arms are not long. His nipples are longer than his arms are. Ooh! What? <laughs> yeah, the Joe Rogasaurus. Oh, no. get out of here. No. Fucking gross. <laughs> All right, well, for me, this movie was a lot of fun. I think that... Like I said earlier, if this is where we're going for shit cinema, I'm on board, man. Like, I had a fun time. If I'm going to waste money watching something, I'd rather be entertained, and at least I was entertained. I'm more middle ground. I don't have any strong feelings at all. I love it. I didn't even hate it. It just made me feel a little disappointed that I went to the theater for a movie experience that I could have got just watching, like, a sci-fi sharktopus kind of thing. I think I'm going to lean a little bit closer to Brady. I had a lot of fun. Was this a good movie? Is this high cinema? Absolutely not. But it's a lot of fun. It was entertaining the whole way through. If you like bad sci-fi movies, creature combination, ridiculous garbage, if you like that but want to see it on a higher budget with actual actors, go watch this. You'll have a good time. Well, there you have it. That was Cocaine Bear from 2023. If you have any strong feelings about the show or the movie, leave it in the comment section below. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons wherever you're watching or listening. Be sure to bash that bell icon down there, too, so you don't miss what we've got brewing up next. Get out there and follow us on social media. We got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. You can find us anywhere podcasts are available. We're on YouTube, too. We got a whole fucking channel out there with tons of vids. Give us a shot. We're kind of funny sometimes. 
And if you don't, we'll fucking wait until you're in a hospital thing, an ambulance, and then we'll send a bear that'll throw you out of the back of it. The gurney's going to flip over. Your face is going to grind against the fucking concrete. It's going to be a mess, but it's going to be enjoyable to watch. Well, listen, if the bear doesn't get you in the ambulance, Neil Breen is sure as shit going to take a shower with you. Mm-hmm. Keeps that nightgown on. <laughs> Okay. Go hang them.